This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. We go live to the UK where we join the Queen's funeral currently in progress. Of all comfort, deal graciously, we pray thee, with those who mourn, that casting every care on thee, they may know the consolation of thy love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's enough of that for now. <laughs> I feel bad for uh, those little princes, Louis and George. How do you sit still through this? I, I, I never was able to get through an entire Mass. Sitting <laughs> still. Five? Yeah, no, it's impossible. <laughs> I would like to see a, a live feed just on those two kids <laughs> trying to sit still. Uh, they had some beautiful singing moments ago. There was um, a choir, altar boys singing. Um, it, <laughs> really, the people at, at the Queen's funeral, they do look like they're from the Pentaveret. <laughs> All the richest, most influential people yeah, in one the, building. All the medallions and the medals sure. and the, the ropes and the the outfits. Yeah, they got the robes on. Everybody's like dressed to the nines. There's an old guy with an eye patch in the front row. Whoa, that guy's seen some stuff with one eye. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they're speaking of beautiful singing. Uh, apparently, Justin Trudeau is at the Queen's funeral right now, along with a number of world leaders. And former prime ministers as well, I believe. And apparently, we don't have confirmation that this is legit, but there is a video that was posted on YouTube. It's from what appears to be the lobby of the Savoy Hotel in London, England, your sister actually used to work at the Savoy Gym. Yeah, she was a sommelier. Picked out the wines or whatever for Ooh, people. Nice. So yeah, here they're at the grand piano. You know, the long flat one with the. So Tr- Trudeau is in a t-shirt and he's leaning over top of the uh, the piano. Justin yeah, Trudeau. we should get your sister though to look at this video and confirm that it is in fact the Savoy. Oh, okay. If she's been there, uh, but Trudeau seems to be holding court with a bunch of people here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy uh, uh, playing the piano. Give a little rendition of Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, and boy, is he ever in his theater drama teacher (laughs) atmosphere, eh, in this one? Trudeau looks like the guy who thinks everyone wants to hear him sing at a party. <laughs> he pulls out the acoustic. Here we go. Is it come? Is it go? Yeah. Little high, little low. Like he's really feeling it. Like he is like, using his chest and going down. He's going up. And it's funny because there's people, you know, they look like other dignitaries. That's what I thought. But they're also filming him on their cell phone cameras. So he's really giving the performance of a lifetime. This here. is a moment. This is, get your phones out. Let's have a moment for the queen. I know Lizzie loved Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) The only way he's going to redeem himself after this is if he goes through a drive-thru and asks for Grey Poupon. That's how he's going to be cool again for me. 
If he's cruising around in a gremlin singing that, that's cool. And pranking a drive-thru, I'm in. But this if is so lame. If we anything from this segment, Mike Myers has it down. Like, he's got... <laughs> Between the pentaverate Austin Powers <laughs> and Wayne's World, uh-huh. full circle here, Mike Myers really knows his stuff. He knows the British. He absolutely does. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. A car from Wayne's World just went at auction for around $91,000 Canadian. If you could have any car from any movie or TV show, what would you pick? Hey there. Good morning. It's Mark from Brantford. Mark from Brantford. What uh, what car or vehicle are you taking from cinematic history? A Ford GT from Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah. I don't care which one. The newer ones would be better, but I'll take whatever. <laughs> what Somebody said they saw that. You know the, the car that Shelby's driving at the start of that movie, Matt Damon, that he's racing in? Somebody uh, saw one of those in real life and said it was worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, the, the new ones. The new ones go for uh, you, you can get a used one that's uh, I don't know, not really a collector, more of a driver for about three or four hundred thousand dollars. Wow, <laughs> would be nice, wouldn't so, it? The old ones. The old ones are considerably more. I'm thinking. <clears throat> well, if you ever watch Barrett Jackson? But uh, hopefully, you can make that dream a reality someday. Yeah, that's a that's a dream dream car. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not going to happen. But uh, hey, you gotta you gotta shoot for the stars and hit it a little low. <laughs> hey, Steve, what's going on? Your your vehicle? What are you going with? I think the mystery machine. And I told my name with my nickname was uh, Shaggy because that goes Scooby Doo. Where are you? Point. <laughs> Always smoke coming out of the back of Steve's mystery machine. I don't know what he's cooking back there. Maybe it's a cake. Zoinks! <laughs> hey, Taz and Jim. Hi. The DeLorean from Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. DeLorean from Back to the Future would be incredible. I'm a tall guy. I, my son loves Back to the Future. That would be an incredible car. I don't know if I'd fit in a DeLorean like from a practical standpoint, but I would love to drive one. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. What uh, what car from cinematic history are you going with here? Hey, Taz, Jim. It's uh, got to be the 68 Dodge Charger that was on Bullet. I had one when a uh, I was uh, 20 years old, and I wish I'd never gotten rid of it. Uh, everyone has that regret, eh? Yep. Why did I sell it? Have you seen the new Bullet uh, cars that Ford released recently? No. Yeah, I have, yes, actually. They're pretty cool, actually. They're cool. There's a button you can press that makes it louder. <laughs> <laughs> my, buddy, my buddy has a, uh, a Shelby Cobra. Oh, Mustang. nice. It's uh, 700 horse, and it's fun to drive. I bet. Thanks, man. Hey, Chantel, what vehicle are you going with from any movie or TV show? A uh, 1970 Dodge Charger from Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious. It's all about family with Chantel. 
absolutely. <laughs> you got a number of uh, text messages here, people saying Kit from Knight Rider. I think cars now are more technologically advanced than Kit from Knight Rider was. Oh, a Tesla for sure. They can is talk more to impressive, you. right? <laughs> what would you get, Taz? What car would you get? Uh, well, I'd love the Back to the Future DeLorean. It, it, Could be an issue there. It, it looks so cool. I mean, the, it looks cool, but it would be a lot cooler if it actually went back in time. When it doesn't go back in time, is it really that cool? Uh-huh. I you you go in General Lee. You got to be careful with the, <laughs> yeah. the flag on the on the roof. I would swap. I would swap a Canadian flag up there. A little uncomfortable, otherwise. Right, but the General Lee is it would be a fun car to drive. Yeah, actually, my cousin stole my. It wasn't a Charger or whatever the General General Lee is. It was a it was a 1992 Sundance. He stole <laughs> it from my laneway and painted it like that. So I've already lived that dream. Yeah. I would say I would go with the Dumb and Dumber Mutt Cuts van. Yes. You could go imagine the road trips you could go on with your buddies. Oh, and everyone would be smiling when they saw you come down the street. Yeah. You go to fill up the gas tank, you lift a leg. <laughs> what would you pay for that? You would probably get it for like eighteen thousand bucks, I bet. If the Mirth Mobile went for ninety one thousand Canadian, mutt cuts I'm I'm thinking would be around at least fifty grand. It's it's probably available. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna track it down. <laughs> let's 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 pitch in let's here. Let's do this, make the dream a reality. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. National Ex-Spouses Day today. And we have offered, if you have a message you would like to send to your ex-spouse to celebrate the day, uh, we would be the, the middle people here. So you can send us a text message or give us a call here in the studio and we will pass the message along. Uh, no full names, obviously, mm-hmm. for privacy reasons. Um, the day is supposed to be all about forgiveness. So we were expecting people to call us, let it go, you know, say some nice things about their ex, maybe. Remember the good times. It hasn't turned out that way so far. Hmm. Here's a text message to my dearest Stacy. I just wanted you to know Whoa. I forgive you, but I hope you still rot in hell. <laughs> okay. Okay. National Ex-Spouses Day. This one is from Dave. Here's a quick story for X's day. I got separated from my first wife in 1989. The agreement was that she would take my TV until she could afford to get one for herself. Hmm. I still haven't got my TV back. <laughs> LOL. I guess she can keep it. In 1989. I hope she's using that same TV, just massive in her basement. If all you lost is the TV, Dave, I think you did okay in True. that transaction. And let's go to the phones here. Do you got a, uh, a message you'd like to send out to your ex? I sure do. I hope that gets run over by the karma bus. I guess that's better than saying you hope she gets run over by an actual bus. Yeah, this is vaguely threatening, but it's not a real bus, so I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It won't hold up in court. It's a metaphor. Have a great National Exes Day. It's all the about forgiveness. <laughs> the best of Taz and Jim. Jim, you've got a ski trip with your, your buddies planned for next month, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to BC. Golden BC. Have fun, be safe, look out for water hydrants on the ski hill. Water hydrants? Yeah, I I wouldn't have thought that was a concern either, but a crazy incident at Beach Mountain Ski Resort in North Carolina on Friday. 
apparently a skier crashed into a hydrant on the hill. The hydrant right underneath the ski lift. So water starts like... High pressure water just shooting out of the ground, hitting people on the ski lift as they uh, make their way up the mountain. It's just uh, to the point. It's like a geyser. Yeah. And, and the water was shooting people off of the ski lift, Jim. So they were falling out of the out of the air too after as well? Yeah, they got shot right out of wow. you know the ski lift. You're you're there's not much stopping you from falling. Yeah. That water hit them and it sent people flying. Here is one of the women who was actually blown off the ski lift by that water. All I can remember is seeing the metal bar that like comes down just fly up and then I just remember seeing myself in the air and then next thing I was like face first like almost like belly flop down however many feet I want to say at least 20 I wouldn't have jumped it my whole left side is just in so much pain my neck I can move it left and right up and down hurts my shoulder and chest pain is really bad lawsuit (laughs) you think Man, I was I was reading about that. I think I might prefer to be blown off than some of the people who got stuck, uh, like and got sprayed for a while because they were half frozen to the chairlift once they finally turned the water off. Well, this was this was the big issue. Sure, people got shot off, and, and they realized there was a problem with this hydrant spraying water right into the ski lift. But then when they tried to solve the problem. They just made matters worse. The problem was is when they stopped the lift in one of the videos, they stopped a chair directly above the water. When that happened, it was it was pretty hard to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but there's two people on on the ski lift. They stop their stop the lift, stop the lift. So they hit the button, whatever. The thing stops, and the two people are stuck in the chair directly over this geyser. Yeah. That is spraying water up with intense force. I don't know how you'd breathe. Like there'd be a drowning risk almost. They're getting sure. completely engulfed in water. And apparently they were stuck like that for two minutes. Yeah. And all you can see is is flims kind of like flailing and blowing like because the pressure is so high i guess they broke a couple limbs because they're because their arms are just uh you know hitting against the ski chair itself or the chair lifts yeah. chair itself it's and, like one of those uh that, that the the used car lot one of those wacky waving inflatable tube guys exactly like the the pressure of this water is insane taz watching the video too of like right before the chairlift stopped it was like the worst game show or the worst game of musical chairs you could ever be involved because oh, yeah. it's Slowing down, it's like, are they going to, oh, and then stops directly above it. Like Wheel of Fortune, where you're like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and it just clicks, they, boom, right over top of the water. We posted the video on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, if you want to check it out. Uh, Two people hospitalized because of the incident, and they're expected to recover, but... (laughs) Watch out for those water hydrants on the ski hills, Jimmy. (laughs) Add it to the list. Add it to the list of things I'm concerned about with you going skiing next month. The best of Taz and Jim. How about the dude who's marrying a hologram? Did you hear about this guy? No, what? Yeah, there's a guy who is marrying or married a hologram. 
And he was very disappointed that none of his family <laughs> showed up to the wedding. I would send my own hologram if my brother was marrying a hologram. Japanese man who is attracted to fictional characters, also known as a fictosexual, oh claimed that none of his family showed up to the wedding. He married Hatsune Miku, a fictional computer-synthesized pop singer. Here's one of her songs. This is what she sounds like. I'm confused. Did he make her up or is she like a, you know, is this like me marrying marrying Pikachu? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. If he didn't make her up, did she consent or say yes to the marriage? Can you, can I just marry Daffy Duck and he has no choice in the matter? Does the creator get to say yes if, if a proposal happens? Because the cartoon can't say yes or no. Well, this looks like a like a full-on... Oh, this is, she's not doing a concert, man. There's like thousands of people here watching this hologram perform. And she does look like So a, she's specifically a hologram, and that's why she was invented. She is a hologram pop star. Oh, boy. Oh in boy. Japan, and this guy just married her. Did he win a contest? I hope there's four guys that married her and they don't know about each other and then they find out and they all get really jealous. This is all part of a Japanese reality show. <laughs> you know so they, I married a hologram. You know they get uh, pretty crazy with their game shows oh, over yeah. there. I mean, she's, she's very cute. talented. She can she's dance. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a video game character for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very CGI-esque. He's going to be disappointed during the honeymoon when he goes to consummate the relationship and he walks right through her. (laughs) Hits his head on the doorknob. Ah! (laughs) Which head? (laughs) Buck naked. (laughs) Trying to consummate the marriage with his hologram wife. The best of Taz and Jim. You got to focus on the positive. Hopefully you had a good week, and this is just icing on the cake. But if you didn't have a good week... I bet it wasn't as bad as this, ladies. (laughs) A hiker in Washington State, woman in her 40s, was uh, out there enjoying the beautiful scenery in Washington, but she needed to stop to use the bathroom. And there's a spot on the hiking trails that she was on uh, where they have outhouse-style toilets. You know, just a big hole in the ground, basically, with the the cabin built over over top of it. Your traditional outhouse. Unfortunately, she dropped her phone in the toilet. That alone can ruin your day. But then she tried to fish it out and ended up falling into the toilet head first. Oh. Oh, boy. Once she was in there, couldn't get back out. Luckily, she found her phone. Okay. Gave her a wipe and was able to call 911. She was still trapped inside when the firefighters arrived. They pulled her out, sprayed her down, gave her a clean jumpsuit to wear. Strongly encouraged her to go to the hospital because she'd been exposed to a lot of human waste. Sorry, they sprayed her down with the hose on the truck? I mean, they don't have a small hose. You can turn that fire hose on just a little (laughs) bit, can't you? Kink the hose a little. Dude, if I fell into an outhouse, I would be telling the firefighters to open her right up. Yeah, yeah, hands on the wall, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, you you give me as much PSI as you can muster there, fellas. (laughs)
Get it off me. They wanted her to go to the hospital, but she refused. They were worried about her being in other people's poop. And yeah, yeah. They said she's very lucky that uh, being stuck down there, she could have passed out because of all the uh, the fumes. Sure, sure. I'm disappointed in my cell service. I can't make a phone call from my basement. <laughs> this lady's making a call from a hole in the forest? Inside an outhouse? Full of poop? What?